Welcome to another podcast in the series of the Lockdown Legacy, a podcast in which we talk to people from in and around Lincolnshire, Gainsborough, West Lindsay and further afield now about their time spent in lockdown and how it's affecting them both mentally and physically. The times in lockdown caused by COVID-19 and the pandemic. Real people, real lives, and real stories. And this is brought to you under the umbrella of Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. This is the Lockdown Legacy Podcast. Welcome to another podcast in the Lockdown Legacy series. This is a series in which we talk to real people in and around West Lindsay, Lincolnshire and the Gainsborough area and now even wider about their experiences with lockdown due to COVID-19 and the pandemic. These are real people with real stories about their real lives and today is no exception. I'm going to be talking to a woman today who is incredibly busy and has been during lockdown but does have her own mental health challenges. So let's find out how the lockdown has affected Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Bill. You're very welcome. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So the lockdowns, um, how have they been affecting you? Um, well, we've just done a referral for Cameron to CAM. And Cameron, the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. Cameron's one of your children, yeah? He is, yeah. I've got three. I've got Kian, who is 10, Alyssa, who is 13, and Cameron, who is 14, nearly 15. Mm-hmm. Um, Alyssa seems to be coping okay, and Kian is very agitated, but Cameron is the one I've got the biggest concern with, to be honest. So during these compulsory lockdowns that we've been going through, not only... And I say this with a great deal of respect, your mental health may well have been challenged, but those of your yep. children. Yes. Right. And this is what we wanted to talk about mainly about the children. How has this affected them then, Michelle? Um, it's the pressure, to be honest, the amount of work that's coming from school. Not only do they have to do live lessons, which I'm struggling to get the children to engage with because they're sat at a computer they can't see any of their friends. They can't, to my knowledge, even be seen properly themselves. They're muted, so they can't talk to the teacher if they've got any questions. They're just sitting there and listening. Um, so and then on top of that, they've got an immense amount of work that's being set. And with Cameron doing his GCSE, so I understand it's important. He's He's just really, really struggling with it, the amount of work being set for him. And it must be very difficult. I know the children now find it difficult, and, and my heart goes out to every single pupil in the country because they've been in school, out of school, in school, out of school, home school, yeah. teacher school. They must be really confused uh, at the moment, both academically and also on a, a social level, who their mates are, are the mates still around, etc. But I, I just want to yeah. throw it back to you for the moment, uh, Shell. Now, you're not a qualified teacher by any means on any particular subject, are you? Nope. But you, the demand, no. the demands being put on parents to be uh, English teacher, music teacher, drama teacher, maths teacher, geography teacher, social studies teacher. How are you finding it? 
I find it really difficult because there's, they're teaching children now a way that we were never taught. Mm-hmm. We were taught differently at, at primary school and secondary school. And so we've got to, it's like learning it all over again. The techniques that they're using in maths, for example, they've changed from when I was at school. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually really complex. Is there any learning portals for parents uh, what, on these uh, internet websites that the schools have got up? If there are, I haven't heard of any. So there's no uh, kind of uh, a tutorial for parents, like here's half an hour with mum before you go on to teaching Cameron. Here's half an hour with mum no. before you go on to, this is the subject I'd like to cover. So it's all thrown. No, thro- no there's, not, there's nothing like that. There's no... There's no real support for the parents. When the schools ring up to do welfare checks on the children, there's there's very little, how are you, Mum? How are you coping? So there's none of that at all? No, not really. Let me ask you unless, this. Unless the teachers feel that there's a reason to ask. Oh, Nine right. times out of ten, it's, can I speak to Alyssa? Can I speak to Cameron? Can I speak to Kian? Very little, Mum, how are you coping? Is there anything we can do to support you? Let me ask you this. I mean, it is hard. I know I know it's hard, but I need to ask you this. From the kids' point of view, can they differentiate between when you're being mum and when you're being teacher? To be honest with you, Bill, I'm struggling to differentiate. That must be... I'm struggling to differentiate between when I'm teacher and when I'm parent. It's very, very mixed. So it must be very difficult for the children, especially my three, um, while I'm going through my own mental health battles, to work out, well, she's being mum at the minute and then she's being teacher. It's very, very blurred. Yeah. And I can completely agree with that, even though I've got grown-up children myself, I can I can see what's happening. So... Yeah. Michelle, I have to ask hand on heart, how is this manifesting itself with your three kids? What 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 behavioural patterns have changed? Um not sleeping properly at night. Not wanting to go out because they don't know where's safe and where's not safe. Um anxiety, depression, um with Cameron, he's very agitated. And he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he's winding his brother up a lot. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Looking for he's some... He's taking it out on other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Kind of redirecting his frustrations and anger onto other people. Yes. Wow. And what about your daughter? Um, Alyssa isn't doing too bad she has regular phone contact with her friend so and she has um she often facetimes with her other friends from school so she's not doing too bad but with cameron he's very isolated Hmm. he only has time with his friend when he's on his xbox right Ah, this is the thing I was going to ask as well. As as a, a, a parent who's homeschooling and teaching and taking care of kids, are you limiting the time that they are doing that kind of activity because they've got to get on with school? It's very tempting when... Very she... much so. Ah, good. 
Good. It's very tempting. We've, when you... we've come across a scheme called time vouchers. Right, go on. And what it means is for every activity they do, so if they do a piece of homework and it takes them, say, half an hour or an hour, and it's of a really good standard, then we'll give them maybe 30 minutes or an hour of time vouchers. If they do some washing up, for example, or the laundry, they get 15 minutes of time vouchers. And those time vouchers can then be spent watching TV, going on their Xbox. And so far, it's working really well because Cameron knows he is allowed from six till nine at night on his Xbox. Now, they may not be ideal timings, but because of the work that he's doing at school and all of the house chores that need doing as well, he's mm. chosen that time to go on his Xbox and meet with his friends. Mm -hmm. I have to ask then, Michelle, uh, I do know a little bit of your history and mental health challenges. Has any of your challenges increased because of your, well, the, the, the position you've been thrust in as teacher and carer and mum uh, and housekeeper? Has, has your mental health suffered because of this? I have to be honest, I haven't self-harmed in six, maybe nine months. That's amazing. Because I've learned that it just doesn't make any difference. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. it, there's no point. There's no point to it. Mm -hmm. Apart from, you know, the obvious. Yeah. It's a release or it's a, a punishment. I can do those things in other ways. I can release my tension in other ways by having a good cry and releasing the stress that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I haven't self-harmed in a good six to nine months, which means I've been put under psychology now. Right. What does that actually so mean? So I'm having psychological support. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And I, I'd just like to say well, yeah. well done on that, giving something up like that for someone who... Uh, is diagnosed as a self-harmer, that is amazing. Yeah. Do you think that the yeah. added responsibility, because of the lockdowns, and the added responsibility that you've been given regarding your children and homeschooling, do you think you've had to kind of readjust then and change your behaviour? Um, there's a lot of readjustment in so many ways. Mm. Um... I've had to, I mean, there are days when I sit myself down and sometimes I'll have my breakfast and I think, right, game face on. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, it's a challenge. Yeah. And there are days when I think I could just cut myself. Yeah. But then I think to myself, it's not going to get me anywhere. And it's what the kids are seeing. Yes. So I've had to have a, a major mental readjustment mm -hmm. but I have to be honest having the support from psychology and knowing that I can talk to my friends when I need them especially my friends from Stepping Stone you know oh, it's, bless you. Bless you. it's life saving knowing that there are people there you just said that you can sit down every breakfast and go uh, are there days when you want to sit there and go oh let them watch Spongebob and have pizza let's have a non-school day do you get days like that? 
yeah, you do get days like that. But then when you get the school ringing up saying they've not done enough work, and we're going to ring it every day to find out how much work they've done. Yeah. It it kind of it doesn't put things into perspective, but it it puts you under a level of pressure that makes you think, I can't just sit here and let them watch TV. Yeah. As much as I would like a day off, as much as I need some sleep. Yeah. Because say there's a lot of rumours going around that uh, mums and dads are seeing this as an opportunity just to kind of have plenty of family time uh i should imagine and you could tell me better than this uh, i'm sure you're having family time but th- does that include being part of the the teaching can be part of family time no ah right okay the teaching is not part of family time right um i there's no way i could ever see teaching as part of of, of our family time because it is so it's mentally draining. Mm. It's mentally exhausting. So sitting down, to be totally to, honest. Yeah, sitting down together, and let's say, let's do some, uh, I don't know, colouring, craning, spelling, and all that kind of stuff. That has to be part of the teaching methodology of the day. And then sitting down yeah. and having a meal and a chat together—that's definitely family, completely separate. Yes, yeah. yeah, that is separate. When we sit down for dinner or we sit down for tea, that is family time. When we sit and watch a film on a Saturday night as a family, um, that is family time. There is no talk of school. There is no talk of schooling. There is no talk of anything except family stuff. Mm. We don't get much of it, but we, we grab the few moments that we can. Now, you say we collectively. There is um, a husband in your life as well. How is he doing with yep. all this? He's not doing very well. He doesn't want to go out. Ah, is that for the fear of... He doesn't of the... want to go out at all. I struggled. I um, I do volunteer delivering on a Wednesday evening and I struggled to get him to come out with me uh, this Wednesday just gone in the snowy weather because I didn't feel safe to drive. Yeah. And he took me somewhere yesterday and I didn't feel safe to drive and that was a struggle too. Right. He he doesn't want to go out. He doesn't feel safe going out. He feels very aggressive. Um, he is quite confrontational. He's really struggling. And I think, to be honest, thinking about it, Cameron is re- replicating what he's seeing in his dad. Ah, uh, okay. I see. I see. So is that the fear of catching the, the COVID or is that because agoraphobia might have set in a little bit because they've not been going out? I know you're not an expert, Michelle, but I'm just wondering what, in your opinion? uh... In my opinion, he's very angry that he's going into some shop and certain places are not wearing masks. All right, People are not wearing masks when they should be because they haven't got a good reason. So they haven't got an exemption. They're just choosing not to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. And... It, it's frustrating him and he doesn't want to get into a fight. I see, I see. Yeah, there's lots of people out there flaunting the rules. We hear about it all the time uh, on, the yeah. new, on the news and on the media. And then there's other people who are abiding by the rules and it must be very, very frustrating to see that happen. It must yeah. be. It must be. It's happening all over the country, is that. But bless him, bless him. Um, he has our support and our friendship from here at Stepping Stone. Um, I want to kind of wrap it up, Shell. You've been amazing. You've been amazing. But 
um, and, and highlighting the issues about homeschooling and what the kids are going through. I always ask people when they come and join us on the podcast, I always ask this question. If you had a hint or a tip of self-care and getting through this by homeschooling and dealing with your own mental health and the mental health of the kids and your husband and everything that's around you right now, Shell, you're very, very strong by the sounds of it. If you had a hint or a tip yeah. for one of our listeners out there, what would your main priority or your hint be for someone else who may be going through what you're exactly going through? Um, mental health comes first over schoolwork and everything. The, the children's mental health and your own mental health comes first. If you are struggling, ask for help. I myself have struggled to ask for help um, and it's made the situation in the house worse. You need to ask for help. If you can't do it, you need to let the people around you know that you can't do it because I'm sure there is support out there. The schools are there if you need them. We Just because of my mental health, I struggle to ask. But the schools are there if you need them. Ask your partner, talk to your partner if you've got one. Explain to your children, this is new ground for you too. You don't know what you're doing any more than they know what they're doing. So don't take it out on each other. I think, actually, that would be the biggest piece of advice I would offer. Don't take it out on each other because nobody nobody's been here before. This is the second time we've been in a lockdown, granted. But nobody's been in this situation before. That's amazing. Don't take it out on each other. Wise words, Shell, because at the end of the day, you almost tipped on it. None of this is our fault. Yeah. Uh, so we can't go around blaming each other. That is an amazing None. piece of advice, Shell, and I will pass that on. And you have. You have. You're going to be passing it on to the masses that listen to this podcast. And finally, I, I say this uh, hand on heart, a bit openly. I do get a bit jovial sometimes. But what would you say to someone if you saw Big Bill coming down the street with a microphone in his hand and he says, hey, do you want to be on our podcast about the lockdown legacy? What would you say to them, Shell? Talk to Bill. He's the best. <laughs> Bless you and thank you for saying so. I'd just like to say, Michelle, thank you for your openness and honesty regarding you, your partner and your children's mental health and the journey that you are now on on a day-to-day -day basis. And we don't know how long it's going to last, but well done. Don't take it out on each other. Shell, thank yeah. you ever so much. Thanks, Bill. Take care and bye bye. Take care. So there we go, Shell's story of the lockdowns, how she's homeschooling, dealing with her own mental health problems and those of her children and her husband. Real people, real lives, real stories of what they're going through during these compulsory lockdowns. This is all part of the Lockdown Legacy Project overseen by Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. And if you do want to come and take part and tell us your story of what you're going through, then don't hesitate. Just drop us an email to ask at thelockdownlegacy.co.uk. Ask at thelockdownlegacy.co.uk. And who knows, my next guest could be you. See you next time on the Lockdown Legacy Podcast. <laughs>